Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The volume. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Pick 6 is the newest way for you to get in on fantasy football action with DraftKings. Just pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code JOHN. That's code J-O-H-N, JOHN, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Happy Super Bowl week. Kind of a weird Sunday, not going to lie. There was no football on. Well, unless you consider whatever the Pro Bowl was. I'd be lying if I said I watched any. But it's it's a weird feeling. And we only got one game left. Obviously, it's the biggest game you can have. So we will dive into a little Chiefs 49ers. And the Super Bowl is in Vegas. So that is something that would have been unheard of to say five, ten years ago, let alone in the history of the NFL. But now, not only do they have an NFL team, I think you will see when this week is all said and done that this is in the Super Bowl mix now with the Scottsdales, the Miamis, the New Orleans, and I would imagine L.A. as well. 
but kind of crazy, man. I, I I didn't I didn't love Sunday with no football on in the background. I'd I'd be lying if I found an enjoyable, chill day. I I would have liked some tackle football, but that's you know once you get into uh, after the Super Bowl, <laughs> we don't have a game for a long, long time till August. Now, luckily, a lot of people ask. We got newer people to the pod. Like, what do you do? What do you mean? What I do? We got the combine, then we got free agency, then we got the draft, then we got OTAs. We ain't stopping. We're just we're actually going to put the pedals to the metal. But we got to enjoy this week. I, I will go to Vegas on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Got a little volume shindig that I'll be attending. Gonna go just take in Thursday. May, may do a podcast from there. May not. Might have some stuff in the can. We'll see how the week plays out. But we'll have a lot of podcasts throughout the week. Obviously, the Middlecoff mailbag. I didn't put one on this podcast, but we will have many this week at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs. I went on with Colin as well on Sunday because that's what we always do. Go check that out as well. And you guys know the drill. If you listen on Colin's feed, make sure you subscribe to 3 and Out. If uh, you like to watch video-wise, that's how you consume your podcast. You can, uh, you can fire over to the YouTube page because we got a new one at John Middlecoff. 3 and Out, John Middlecoff. Do golf content there as well. So fire, watch there, and subscribe. And uh, thevolume.com, we got merch. So big week. But, but first, before we dive into football, God, I love this week. Here's what I need you to do. Grab your smartphone, grab your iPad, grab whatever you use to download apps. And download, I don't know, my favorite app of all the applications, GameTime. The official ticketing app of this podcast. Right down the street from my house, Waste Management. The biggest party in golf is going on this week. Are you coming to Scottsdale? You you want something to do this weekend? If you're not going to go to the Super Bowl, go to GameTime. Look at the tickets. Download the app. See where, hey, you want to go sit on hole 16? You want to go party on hole 18? They got you covered. Promo code JOHN, J-O-H-N, J-O-H-N, saves you $20 off. Concerts, comedy shows, spring training, hockey. I'm a big hockey guy. Been to one game. Plan on maybe going to another sometime. Here's what you do. Download the Game Time app. Promo code JOHN. Save yourself $20. Price points, the best. Save a little money using my promo code J-O-H-N. Where do we start? The coolest part about Super Bowls or championships, I'm a golf guy, majors, is how winning one of those, or once you win one and then you start winning more, how you start heading into this world that we really can't quantify. It's what makes sports kind of so special, right? We argue if we like sports till we die about who was the better player. Who was the better coach? This guy won three championships. Well, this guy won six. Well, this guy only won one. Or this guy never won one. And that, that's never the category you want to be in, right? You play, you coach to ultimately get to the mountaintop. And the mountaintop in the sport of football is winning the Super Bowl. And listen, as someone who's owes a lot of my career success for just being able to say that I worked for Andy Reid, uh, he, he was incredible to me when I worked for him, and he's cool now to me. And my mother, who has become a diehard Chiefs fan, listen, he, he's an easy guy to root for. And in a weird way, I grew up a 49er fan. I was rooting for him in 2020 because of how hard he worked, of how close he had become, or how close he had gotten before, and just kind of the narrative surrounding his career. 
And obviously, once he won that in pretty dramatic fashion, the floodgates is open, and now we all kind of universally talk about, like, Andy Reid's the best coach in the sport. He's won another one. He went to another one and lost. So it's just he's rattling off all these victories. He's back again. Like, there's not really much argument with Andy Reid right now. Right? It's just how many is he going to win? He's really trying to chase him and Mahomes now, too. Like, obviously, ideally, you'd love to catch Belichick or Brady, but it's just this imaginable or unimaginable destination that we love bullshitting about. Because they've already won enough to be all-time greats, right? John Elway, who, when I was growing up, was considered easily before Peyton and Brady, right? Like, in the, in the late 90s, before those guys really hit the scene, as arguably the second-best quarterback. Dude has two championships. And once he won those, like, in his late 30s, he was like, Elway validated it right behind Montana. Mahomes already has that. He's 28 years old. So, I mean, I, I think if we were a bet man, even if he didn't win this one coming up on Sunday, he's probably going to win another one in his career as long as Andy Reid stays around for a little bit. So they're just chasing this, like, what seat do I get when I go to football heaven one day? As John Madden says, he likes to think when he's, at, when he's asleep at night, he dreams about when the Hall of Fame doors close, all the different you know, heads in the Hall of Fame talk to each other and, and bullshit about football and, and probably argue about football. I was better than you. I won more than you. What we all do, because that's what human beings ultimately resort back to. And to me, the Chiefs are, are, are chasing something that you can't quantify, right? And it's to enter this territory, dynasty territory, all-time great team territory, and just led by this all-time great championship core territory, which is their coach, their quarterback, their tight end, and their pass rusher, who would have all these Super Bowls, all these accolades, and would just go down the rest of my life as just being talked about one of the greatest NFL operations we've ever seen. You know, I think Kyle Shanahan is in a completely different category, clearly. And he kind of has what Andy had when he was in Philadelphia. Like, is this guy ever going to do it? Like, it's not even arguable anymore that Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. We all, like, it's pretty clear. He has, what, uh, eight playoff victories in, since 2020, right? Think about this. Mike McCarthy, who's 60 years old and now had Aaron Rodgers, been in Dallas forever, or at least, you know, making the playoffs the last three years, has 11. Kyle's already got eight. So... Like, we don't even question, like, we know he can get number one seeds. We know he can win the division. We know he can win playoff games. It's just going to come down to, can the guy win the Super Bowl? Can Kyle Shanahan, who in a weird way represents, like, what Mahomes and Andy do together with the Chiefs? Like, when you close your eyes and you think the Kansas City Chiefs, now you kind of think Taylor Swift, too. But you, you definitely think Andy Reid, the coach, and Mahomes, the power duo that's unstoppable right now. When, when you think the 49ers... Like, Kyle Shanahan, in a weird way, is kind of their poster child, despite having all these players, right? McCaffrey, Bosa, Trent Williams, George Kittle. Like, their coach is like a star, like a player, especially when you talk about the offense. Like, he's the brains behind the whole entire operation. He can use anyone at quarterback. But can he get you over the hump? And in a weird way, and I've always pushed back about this, like, everyone's like, well, he blew the Super Bowl. He wasn't the head coach. He was the coordinator. No one has ever been absolved from a disastrous loss like Dan Quinn. When you bring up 28-3, to no one ever utters the two words, Dan Quinn. He never comes up. It's like Matt Ryan. It's, it's usually all Kyle Shanahan. If you're going to talk anything about the Atlanta Falcons, like Kyle Shanahan screwed up. No coach has ever just 
absolved from uh, the results like Dan Quinn somehow has avoided that. But it's just a reality of the situation that Kyle Shanahan got that L pinned on him. You'd be like, well, it's his fault. I should have ran the ball. Like his job is to score points. The head coach at any moment can tell you to do whatever he wants to do. He is the boss. So I, I think this is a massive game for Kyle. I think he has the most on the line. Right? Because ultimately, if Andy and Mahomes win this, like, what does that actually mean? Like, they're champions again? Like, it's, it, like I said, it's very, very hard to quantify this world they're going into. Whether Michael Jordan had won another one or had only won five, like, he was already in this world of just, just fucking all-time greatness. Like, I, I think in a weird way, Mahomes and Andy and Kelsey, like, they're already kind of there. They're beating the shit out of everybody. Constantly. Now, obviously, having more Super Bowls never hurts, but like, I, I like, I, unless you're going to tell me they're going to get to five or six, whether you get to three or four, like, what are we really talking about? To me, Kyle has the most on the line this upcoming Sunday. Because if he wins it, like, I, I see it with John Harbaugh in Mike McCarthy, in Mike Tomlin. And now Sean McVay is going to have this for a long time. You can always have the trump card of like, ah, oh, Tomlin just can't get it done anymore. It's like, yeah, I'm a champion. I, I got a Super Bowl ring. Like everyone loves to call Mike McCarthy the village idiot. Like look at him in Dallas. He just can't figure it out. Got his ass kicked in the first round. He's like, remember when I won the Super Bowl? 2010? Do you guys remember that? I beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I went on the road and I won all those games with a roster that was really injured. I'm a Super Bowl champion. You guys want to see my ring? I can show it to you. I actually don't have it with you, but I got about 50 pictures on my phone. And when you have that, people can talk shit about you because that's society we live in. And people can try to, you know, diminish your accomplishments or say how much you're currently struggling. And honestly, some of it's fair, but no one can ever take away the championship from you. And Sean McVay, a guy that won it a couple years ago, like whether he ever wins one again or not, he's got that one. And that changes your life. And this is not basketball when you have a great team. You're guaranteed to like get to the finals three or four times and probably win a couple. Like football's really, really hard. Think how hard it was for the Chiefs this year. So I, I think the pressure on the 49ers and Kyle is just immense. And I think when you think about this matchup, going back to when they played in the Super Bowl in when it was that February of 2020, it's kind of the opposite of what it was then. At the time, Mahomes was like one of the greatest offensive tornadoes we've ever seen. It's like, what is going on in Kansas City? This is, this is just an unstoppable force. Him, Kelsey, Tyreek, Andy, it was bombs away. They could score at will on anyone. But it was like, God, their defense kind of sucks. Their defense just isn't that good. The 49ers were the opposite. It was like, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's kind of a game manager. They, they don't really have receivers. They got this young guy, Debo Samuel. Kittle solid. Bunch of random running backs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's defensive-led team. Awesome defensive line. This ascending young linebacker in Fred Warner. Drake Greenlaw had just made one of the biggest plays in 49er history. People might not remember, but the week, it was at the time, week 17, the Niners had to win to win the division and get the number one seed the last game of the season on the road in Seattle. And Drake Greenlaw made a tackle that if he doesn't write it like the half-inch line, that ended the game. And if he doesn't make that tackle and Seattle gets an extra inch and scores, the 49ers would have been a wild card. Seattle, I don't think they would have been the number one seed. They might have been like the number two or three seed, but the Niners would have lost the division. 
So Greenlaw was like this rookie player, but it was clear they had something there. And Richard Sherman at the time was an all-pro, and they, they were a defensive team. It's kind of the opposite this year with these two teams. Like when you think the 49ers of old, yeah, their defense has been really good and a dominant force and helped them win a lot of playoff games. We've all seen this team the last couple of weeks. Their defense has been an abomination. Their defensive coordinator and John Lynch both had to talk about how effort, what we just witnessed last week, and they're kind of talking about Chase Young, is not allowed here. Because effort, for the first time in a long time, was being called into question with the 49ers defense. Like, guys aren't even playing hard. And they have looked like a shell of themselves in these two playoff games. They were the number three scoring offense in the NFL this year. They almost averaged 29 points a game. They were an unreal offensive unit start to finish this season. The Chiefs, while known for offense, actually have the second-rated scoring defense this season. And when you watch them, like they're a gritty, tough, physical group. One thing I always admired about some of those earlier Niner teams with like Sala and D'Amico is all their DBs tackled. So obviously, your front four is always a physical unit. And then you got good linebackers. Your front seven is going to be tough. DBs can be hit or miss, right? Some corners don't like to tackle. You watch the Chiefs, all their DBs tackle. They are willing, physical defenders. And that is not that usually the best defenses have that. And they do. Like their offense, let's face it, led the league in drops. Just when you watched them, struggled to score points. I mean, how many games this season were they struggling to get above 20 points? And in their heyday, they closed their eyes and got to 28. That's not the case here. Now, the one difference with them, and this is why we talk about the greatness with the franchise, is like, well, the playoffs come, what happens? Well, Valdez Scantling starts catching balls. Travis Kelsey, who started looking like he was slipping during the season, starts looking like the Hall of Fame version that we came to know and love in years past. And obviously, you know, Mahomes at any moment can just dominate a game. But the, the one thing, historically with Andy Reid, he's always been known as a guy that wants to pass. He's not a big runner of the football. Not that he doesn't have good running backs, because historically he's had great running backs, but he likes throwing them the ball. He's a big screen game guy. He's not someone who's going to have 25 to 30 carries a game for his running back. That's changed, especially down the stretch. I think Isaiah Pacheco, two of his last three games, is over 24 carries. I think in the playoffs, he's averaging almost 22 carries a game. So they are a willing running team. Why? They kind of have to be. He's probably right there with Kelsey as like one of their best offensive players. And the one thing you look at the 49ers, you go, well, the defensive, you know, uh, run defense that you guys have shown the last couple weeks has been a fucking disaster. So I would imagine Andy is going to run the ball, which is something you would have said years ago, like, oh, it's bombs away. Well, that's not really how he has to play right now. So that's a huge matchup that we're going to see how it plays out because the 49ers, when they're humming, they score a lot of points. It's why I think when, if you're going to look at MVP odds, obviously you can never go wrong betting the two quarterbacks. Whoever you think is going to win, just bet Purdy or Mahomes. I do think Debo Samuel is a pretty big wild card. He has historically been one of the bright lights guys for the 49ers. When he plays well, they are a very, very tough team to beat. You saw last week, he flipped a switch and he kept him in the game. The other thing with him is like, He could have a game where he gets five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. He could have four carries, bust one for 50 yards and a touchdown. He could just have one of his long touchdowns could come maybe in a 17-17 game going into the fourth quarter. To me, he looking at the the board, 
he might be the best value non-quarterback. He's who I would go with if you wanted somewhat a quote-unquote flyer. The only chief that I thought, now he's a long, long shot, and it's not very often that a defensive lineman wins this. The Niner center and guard combination is not great. So if they get into a position where they're down like 13-3 to and they get into more of a pass-heavy situation, it's not inconceivable that you see, like, could Chris Jones have three sacks? And maybe one of the sack is like a fumble touchdown. I, I I was at the Super Bowl when it was Vaughn Miller and Malik Jackson and Demarcus Ware and Derek Wolf and that defensive line, and they dominated that Carolina Panther team. And Vaughn Miller ended up being the Super Bowl MVP. So one of the big themes this week is it's this is an awesome Chiefs defense against an awesome 49er offense. Where when you look back at the previous Super Bowl, it was the opposite. It was one of the great offenses we've ever seen against a defense, especially their front four, which was dominant. And even the rest, I mean, Fred Warner wasn't quite established as an elite guy yet, but he was pretty damn good. And they had Richard Sherman at corner who was an all-pro that year. So I think it's going to be something to be said all week. I would expect both these two teams, this is not a big fuck-around operation, either squad. Um, I know them closely pretty well. So I would expect there's not a lot of back and forth going on. This is going to be a pretty serious week for everyone involved. And like I said, I, I just think there's more on the line, given that, like, can this franchise actually win a Super Bowl with kind of this nucleus with the 49ers? Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. 
cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thinking about uh, things changing over time. I remember probably three or four years ago watching this documentary on Tony Hawk. And I might have had an edible or two. And I remember watching it thinking like, it's pretty crazy that whatever your parents or that generation when you're a kid kind of look down upon or tell you not to do that is very popular usually becomes, it becomes very popular in terms of universally accepted and the corporations get involved in future years because things change. And I remember Tony Hawk talking about there was no money in skateboarding. It was frowned upon. Everyone thought you were a punk. And then like 10, 15, 20 years later, the X Games happened, the video game happened, and it was monetizable. And there was a lot of money behind it. And I think about with myself that like when I was a kid, my parents used to get so mad about playing video games. And obviously video games were nowhere near as good as they were now, like in the mid to late 90s. But they started getting pretty good, you know, PlayStation, Sega. And my parents used to always take my video games away when I would get in trouble or I'd get bad grades and tell you you get dumber, read a book. And then now it's like you can make millions of dollars playing video games. So like whatever, if you're a parent right now and you're getting mad at your seven, eight-year-old for doing something, that is probably going to be worth a lot. Now, I wouldn't spend all, put all your eggs in one basket trying to master that craft. But like in 15, 20 years, 10 years, like that's going to be viewed dramatically different. And Vegas is a good example of a place like when you look at like the 70s and 80s, I do understand the NFL not wanting to be in business with gambling slash Vegas. It was a mob run operation. Now, some of their owners not only had mob ties, mob money, bought their teams. Uh, I'm not going to list them right now, the Raiders, 49ers. But the reality is, is like, it wasn't federally legal. I've said this forever about marijuana. It's like, do you think the owners actually cared about their players getting high, getting stoned? How, how many owners do you think smoke weed, now take edibles? Uh, probably a decent high percentage. The thing had to do with insurance. It wasn't federally legal. It's still not. It's why you see guys like, you open up your phone, you're like, oh, Darius Rucker got in trouble. And it's like, well, yeah, he had marijuana in the car. It's like, what are we doing? Some of these states, if you, get a, if you get in trouble for having a joint in your car in 2024, I fucking can't take you seriously. I, I, I really can't. But like, think about that. When I was a kid, you, you wanted to get a dime bag, you had to meet someone in the back of McDonald's or Burger King in, in, the, in pitch black and turn your lights off to make a quick transaction. Now, you got an app, you press a button, it shows up to your house and you hand them your credit card. And I think Vegas is a great example. Like Vegas, 70s, 80s, more of a negative connotation around it. Now it's run by Fortune 500 companies. It's corporate. Gambling, a little like weed, more state legal, 
but eventually it's going to be federally legal. Sports gambling, that is. And the NFL completely pivoted immediately. Because I don't actually think that story about Tony Romo not being able to do the fantasy football, do I think the NFL really cared that much? I just don't think they just had a zero tolerance policy. Now they have a 100% tolerance policy. In Vegas, like the Raiders moving there changed that franchise, right? Oakland lost three teams in five years. And in 2024, it'd be the last place any of the major leagues would ever put a team. And Vegas would easily be one of the first. It's why I would imagine over the next decade, they have a football team, they have a hockey team, they will have an NBA team, and they're going to have a baseball team, as they should, right? So you look at Vegas, it's corporate run. So what is the NFL in bed with? Corporations. That's what this week is all about. I've, I've got to go to a Super Bowl, that Super Bowl that was at Levi Stadium. It's just a corporate environment. If you're a fan of a team, you are bet, and it's in the playoffs, even if it's on the road, you're better off going to one of the playoff games than the Super Bowl, just in terms of the environment and obviously the, the price point. Because, like, the Super Bowl is weird. You get a lot of people that the NFL's in business with a lot of different people, right? Counting firms, uh, alcohol companies, gambling companies, you name it. I mean, every different uh, category in capitalism, like they try to be in business with. And that's what this week is about, taking care of those people. So the amount of actual fans for the team is a tiny, tiny percentage. I mean, one of the reasons that the Super Bowl tickets right now are so expensive is because I'm pretty sure that Vegas, this this stadium, might be the smallest in the National Football League. So the inventory just in general is really low. There, There aren't that many tickets available. And most of them go out to the corporations. The reason I went to the Super Bowl, whatever, in 2016, was because I went with a corporate account. It's not like I had access to the tickets. And listen, this Vegas thing, this is a city that's going to be on a constant loop. The Super Bowl is about one big party. You could argue that they should cut it to like... Now, one thing the league tries to do is when you build a new stadium, they give you the Super Bowl. Right? Dallas got a new stadium got the Super Bowl. Uh, Minnesota got a new stadium. They got the Super Bowl. Atlanta got a new stadium. They got the Super Bowl. Now, you can put Atlanta on the rotation. I'm not the biggest Atlanta guy. Personally, I think I would just go LA, Vegas, Scottsdale, New Orleans, Miami. If you just told me that was the Super Bowl loop, I don't think anyone would complain. And you could say historically, that's kind of where, especially in uh, Scottsdale, New Orleans, and Miami have always been in the Super Bowl loop. Uh, I do think Vegas is going to enter the chat on that one. Because this week, I'm going Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, is going to be a fascinating case study. Because there aren't really rules in Vegas. Just like there aren't really rules in New Orleans. There aren't really rules in Miami. This is a week-long party. And you need a place that where nothing closes and anything goes. And is a fun place for all these people that live, you know, in Wisconsin or Seattle or New York to kind of get away. And I think Vegas, it is a hit. I've been going to Vegas for 20 plus years. I love to gamble. I've been gambling pretty consistently since I was probably 15, 16 years old, sneaking into Cash Creek Indian Casino about 45 minutes away from where I grew up. 
it's my biggest pushback with a lot of people as gambling has become legal in this world of kind of, you know, all these sports media people, you know, pushes like you wouldn't gamble $5 if your life depended on it. Most of the sports media is like scared of their own shadow. It's like, it's why I think the people that actually gamble, it really resonates because it's something I do. Like I, it's, it's one of my lone hobbies. I like to bet on sports. I, I just lost a couple hundred dollars playing golf yesterday. Just guess my juice is flowing. It's my competitive. It's a lot of people's competitive. I, I used to like like playing blackjack a lot. Don't play that as much, but I, I definitely sports gambling is something that I do at high rates. And you know, from once football ends, all in on golf, and I gamble on golf on a weekly basis. And Vegas just the other thing is Vegas gets this knock. I, I think for a lot of people that don't go that often for being kind of this like dirty, scummy place. You ever gone to Vegas? Like the high-end restaurants they have, they literally have something for everyone. If you don't like to gamble, you can shop, you can eat. The spas are incredible. I mean, I I literally just go to gamble, eat, and stay at a nice hotel that has a nice gym and spa where I can work out and take saunas and steam rooms. I mean, that's kind of the rotation. I I could stay there forever because I I like how cold the casinos are. Don't even need to go outside. So I, I'm really excited, and I think this thing is going to be a massive, massive hit. And get ready for this just to come back on loop. And like I said with the Tony Hawk thing, things go in cycles. Whatever is viewed upon as very negative, the moment you can monetize it, and the moment it's pretty clear, like there's a lot of money behind this, that's how America works. And we triple down on that thing. That's what happened with Vegas. It's why I'm a big, like, I'm not just saying this because they're partners of us. Like, I own a lot of DraftKings stock. And part of it is like, I believe in the company. I've been using them now for a couple of years uh, in terms of their app. I also think one major difference moving forward in these gambling companies, like forever MGM or whoever, before sports gambling was legal, it's not like I could place a bet five, eight, 10 years ago. Think about the added revenue to be able to gamble from the majority of states in America. Right before, like I had to go to Vegas to place a bet on the Super Bowl if I did not have a bookie or whatever. So that, that that's been a game changer, and I'm just a big believer in the company who's taking all the market share and uh, bleeding out, you know, the, the other companies because not only were they a first adopter, I just think they're better. And uh, and yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll have podcasts all week long. Very very excited, and uh, Super Bowl week's here, baby. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.